With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome into episode 12 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. I'm your host, Connor Rabchak. The Winnipeg Jets went 2-1 over the past week, defeating the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Chicago Blackhawks before their eight-game winning streak came to an end on Saturday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. If this is your first time checking out Winnipeg Jets Weekly, this is a show I bring to you every Monday morning, recapping the week that was and previewing the upcoming week for the Winnipeg Jets. This is episode 12. Let's get right into it with the Jets' 5-0 win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Jets returned home off of a three-game road trip and defeated the Columbus Blue Jackets 5-0, which kicked off a four-game homestand, and the Jets tied their franchise record in wins on this night with seven, and obviously they went on to defeat the Chicago Blackhawks on Thursday night, which gave them eight and a franchise record, but this game... The score doesn't really tell the full story. I mean, if you're on YouTube, you see the stats here. The Jets actually lost the expected goals battle. They lost the Corsi battle, but they won 5-0. Connor Hellebuck was great once again in net, and the Jets were able to capitalize on the chances they did get. Cole Perfetti, arguably the best game of his young career. He had a three-point night, and he was making plays defensively. One of his goals, he even stole the puck off of the defenseman as they were trying to break the puck out, and then fired it over the glove side. Cole Perfetti and the line that he's on with Vladislav Nemesikov and Alex Ifal have really started to contribute offensively and Perfetti's leading the charge in that sense. I'll get into the Philly game in a second, but they were actually one of the better lines for the Jets in that game, despite the fact that they didn't score. And Cole Perfetti, he's doing it offensively, he's doing it defensively. Rick Bonus even put him out late in the game trying to get him the hat trick. Obviously, he was unsuccessful in obtaining that. But Cole Perfetti, one of the best games of his young career, backed up by Connor Hellebuck and the Jets with a sweat-free victory on Tuesday night. Before we move on to the Chicago game, Mark Scheifele actually left this contest. He took a puck to the ear, which gave many Jets fans flashbacks to the Brian Little incident, but Scheifele was able to celebrate the win with his teammates after the game and then said at morning skate the next day that he is okay, he was good to go, and then Scheifele got injured once again in the Chicago game and ended up missing the Philly game, but a scary incident and the Jets officially dodged a bullet as Mark Scheifele only needed a few stitches in his ear and he was good to go for the next game against Chicago. On to Thursday's game where the Winnipeg Jets escaped with an incredibly dramatic 2-1 victory over the Connor Bedardless Chicago Blackhawks. Rick Bonus actually praised them the morning of and that night at the game saying how stingy of a team they are. They held Edmonton to only 15 shots in one of their previous games again without Bedard. They've been really good defensively as of late, and that was on full display for about 55 and a half minutes in this game before Gabriel Velarde and Nikolai Ehlers scored late and gave the Winnipeg Jets a 2-1 victory. And like I said, Mark Scheifele started this game. He escaped an injury in the previous game, taking the puck to the ear. He was okay. But then early in the second period, he was back checking, skating at full speed and kind of pulled up, went straight down the tunnel and was immediately ruled out with a lower body injury. Rick Bonus said the next morning that he's day to day and Mark Scheifele ended up missing the game against the Flyers, but he remains day to day and he is an option for Tuesday's contest against the New York Islanders. 
This was the Winnipeg Jets' second sellout crowd of the season, 15,225, filed into Canada Life Centre on a Thursday night to take in this game. I'm sure a lot of people were expecting Connor Bedard to be on the other side of the rink on this night, but he actually underwent jaw surgery a week ago, and he'll be out six to eight weeks, missing the upcoming NHL All-Star game as well. A tough blow for not only the Chicago Blackhawks, but NHL fans across the league as he's one of the most electric young players across the NHL. And that sold out crowd didn't have much to cheer about, like I said, until the final three and a half minutes when Gabriel Velarde got open in front of the net. Adam Lowry, who slid up to the top line in the absence of Mark Scheifele, fed him a nice pass in front and he went five hole, evening the game at one and the roof blew off Canada Life Center. And I didn't think it could get any louder in there until Nikolai Ehlers gave the Jets the win with his goal with a minute remaining. An unbelievable turn of events for Winnipeg. I mean, they sleepwalk. They don't look like they got up for this game. A team that they should have beat, yet they weren't really taking it to them for over 56 minutes. And then you score two quick goals in the final three minutes and escape with two points and set a new franchise record for wins in a row with eight. That was one of the better crowds I've heard inside Canada Life Center this year. They sure made themselves heard in the last three minutes. And going back to Gabriel Velarde's goal... I made the comparison on Winnipeg Sports Talk that he's sort of like a receiver that's always open in front of the net, and if you throw them the ball or throw them the puck in this case, they're always open and they'll make a play for themselves. I actually asked Rick Bonus after the game about Velarde's ability to get open in front of the net, and he said that timing is the key part. You see him tied up with the defenseman, and he perfectly times it to back away, freeing himself for the tap-in that Adam Lowry, again, perfect pass. And then the captain, Adam Lowry, feeds Nikolai Ehlers in the neutral zone with a nice one-touch pass, and Ehlers gives the Jets the win. So Adam Lowry definitely deserves a lot of credit for the way he handled himself on the top line in this game. And his style of play didn't change, but the playmaking definitely took a step up, and the Jets walked away with a 2-1 win. The franchise record winning streak and the franchise record point streak, which was at 14 games, both came to an end on Saturday night against the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers, who had played the night before in Minnesota, came into Winnipeg on the second night of a back-to-back and played a hard style of hockey and came away with a 2-0 win. And if you're on YouTube and you've been keeping up with the graphics behind me, the Jets actually had the best game analytically of the three against the Flyers. Uh, they kind of got goalied. I guess you could say that if they were to get goalied in any of these games, it was definitely this one. But they outcoursed them. The expected goals were well in their favor. The power play burned them. The Jets weren't able to convert on any of their opportunities. They're missing Mark Scheifele and Kyle Carnan's game, which plays a huge factor in that. And it sure felt like a team that was missing two of their top scorers. They were able to generate, but finishing chances came at a premium. Gabriel Velarde, I talked about him in the Chicago game. He was arguably the best Jet in this game. He had a few grade A chances in front, and he was denied. And Velarde actually spoke after the game, and he thought the Jets did generate enough chances, but didn't do enough to score goals in terms of getting getting in front of the goalie's eyes, getting deflections. A lot of the chances the Jets got were unscreened slot shots, which if you have a talented player like a Mark Scheifler or Kyle Connor in the lineup, they can beat the goalie one-on-one, but some players further down in the lineup aren't able to do that on a consistent basis. And this was one of those nights where the Jets generated, they fought hard right to the end. The third period, they had an incredible push, but it fell short in a 2-0 loss. And even though they were in the middle of a franchise record winning streak, it seemed like Jets Twitter, Jets fans that I talked to were content with this loss. It was a hard-fought game. The Jets were on an incredible run. They played nine games in the last 15 nights, and it really looked like 
those games caught up to them. And if there was any silver lining to this game, it's that the Jets only allowed two goals, which kept their defensive streaks alive. The three goals or less streak is now at 32 games. They're closing in on the modern day record of the Minnesota Wild in 2014, who went 35 straight games without allowing three or more goals. So only a few more games to catch that record. And they're actually now starting to set another record of two goals or fewer. They've gone 12 straight games, allowing two goals or less. The Jets are easily one of the best defensive teams in the NHL this season, if not the best. And they're proving with all these records that they're setting that this run of defensive hockey that they've been on is one of the best stretches of defensive hockey in NHL history. It feels crazy to say that, but there's a reason they're number one in the standings. And it's because of their defensive structure and goaltending. And that remains in this game they generated a lot of offense they weren't able to score but the goaltending and defense held it down the Jets unfortunately their franchise record winning streak came to an end 2-0 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers and because the Winnipeg Jets are the number one team in the NHL Rick Bonus has been named an all-star head coach he'll be heading to Toronto for the 2024 NHL all-star game and I can't think of a better coach a more deserving coach for this award obviously he had to step away from the team for just over a month to tend to his wife Judy Bonus who is having some health issues but now he's back he's one of the best coaches in the nhl and one of the most well-respected people across the entire league it's the first time he's ever been nominated to coach at an all-star game and when you hear that you've got to think about the jack adams the coach of the year award in the nhl his name's going to be up there at the end of the year especially if the jets keep playing the way they have rick bonus's ability to get his team to buy into the defensive system this streak that they're on it's all a testament to how good of a coach he is connor hellbuck's having a career year josh morrissey's following up his incredible 2022-23 campaign which came in his first year with Rick Bonus, I might add. Mark Scheifele's having a resurgence in his own zone this year, and he's getting the most out of players deeper in the lineup. We talk about the organizational depth. The Jets' fourth line, third line, bottom pairing has all been great this year, and it's a testament to how good of a coach Rick Bonus has been. So congratulations to Rick Bonus. He'll be heading to the 2024 NHL All-Star Game in Toronto. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's get into the awards portion of the episode, but before we do that, make sure you're subscribed to Winnipeg Sports Talk so you don't miss videos like this in the future. Make sure you're dropping a thumbs up on the video, and while you're down there, drop a comment who your hardest working Jet of the Week is, who your number one star of the week is. You could give a lot of names for the hardest working Jet. I talked earlier about the grind of a schedule this team has been on. A lot of players are working their tail off every single night, but let's get into my choice for the hardest working Jet of the Week. I feel like this guy could win it every single week just simply because he's the captain, but Adam Lowry is my hardest working Jet of the Week. Like I said, in the Chicago game when Mark Scheifele exited, he was bumped up to the top line. That remained in the Philly game, and his style of play didn't really change. He put up more point totals. He had two nice passes in the Chicago game that I talked about earlier, but Adam Lowry still grinding, still setting the tone, and giving this team energy on nights where they might not have it. Like an example, that Chicago game, the Philly game in the third period, the Jets didn't really have energy in that second period. Rick Bonus talked about how the second period, they lost their legs. But Adam Lowry in the third period, on the top line, playing as he always does, working his tail off. He's my hardest working Jet of the week on episode 12 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. 
My third star of the week is the goaltender, Connor Hellebuck. He might be the Vesna favorite across the NHL right now. It's either him or Vancouver's goaltender, Thatcher Demko. But he had another great week. He only started two games. Lauren Brassois actually got the start in the Chicago game. But that first game, like I said, the Jets weirdly lost the analytical battle against Columbus. But Connor Hellebuck got the shutout in that game. And then the game against Philly, the Jets didn't really have their legs for the first two periods of that one. Connor Hellebuck kept them in it, gave them a fighting chance. And in the third period, the Jets turned it on. Hellebuck didn't have to do much, but he's been great. He was fantastic in the two games he started this week. He's my third star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. My second star of the week is Gabriel Velarde. He scored that huge goal against Chicago that blew the roof off of Canada Life Center. Everyone was on their feet doing the Macarena. You could barely hear it because the sellout crowd was making themselves heard. But Gabriel Velarde scored in the Columbus game and the Chicago game. And then I talked about it when I mentioned the Philly game. Gabriel Velarde was by far the Jets' best player in that game, generating multiple grade-A chances. He just could not convert, could not buy a goal. Gabriel Velarde is my second star of the week on Winnipeg Jets Weekly. My first star of the week is Cole Perfetti, who I think had the best game of his career this past week. That game against Columbus, he was fantastic. He had the two goals. He had the assist. He was stealing pucks in the offensive zone, the neutral zone, the defensive zone. And then against the Philadelphia Flyers, the Jets didn't score any goals. But analytically, the best line was actually Perfetti's. Him, Nemesikov, and Ayafalo played a lot of their game in the offensive zone. A big thanks to that was Cole Perfetti, his ability to make plays, his ability to use his vision and passing to throw the puck to players we don't even see, maybe on our TV screens, maybe even if we're in the building, we don't see them. That's how good he's been this season. That Columbus game, the Philly game, big standout game for Cole Perfetti, the 21-year-old winger. He's my first star of the week on episode 12 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Now, it is time to preview the upcoming games for the Winnipeg Jets, but before we do that, like I said before, drop a comment below. Do you agree with my choice for Hardest Working Jet or the three stars of the week? While you're down there, subscribe, hit the thumbs up. Let's get into the upcoming games for the Winnipeg Jets. The Winnipeg Jets are going to wrap up their four-game homestand on Tuesday night against the New York Islanders, and much like the Philadelphia Flyers on Saturday, who played the night before in Minnesota, the Islanders are doing the same thing Monday night. They'll be in Minnesota, so the Jets might get a more tired group for that Tuesday night game. We shall see. Then the Jets will get three days off without a game before traveling to Ottawa to kick off a three-game road trip. That game is Saturday afternoon in Ottawa, January 20th. Then, January 22nd, the Jets will be taking on the Boston Bruins before moving on to a home-and-home with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So the Jets will wrap up their three-game road trip January 24th in Toronto before returning home for January 27th inside Canada Life Center. That's a Saturday night game against the Leafs. You can expect a sellout for that one. I'm expecting one. Tickets will be hot. The Leafs, obviously the biggest ticket every time the Winnipeg Jets come to town. And those five games actually take the Jets into the All-Star break. So after that game, Rick Bonus and Connor Hellebuck will be heading right back to Toronto to take part in the All-Star game festivities. But that is your upcoming schedule for the Winnipeg Jets heading into the All-Star break. That's going to do it for this episode. My name is Connor Rabchak. This has been episode 12 of Winnipeg Jets Weekly. Thank you to everyone who has supported this series throughout. And if this is your first time checking out Winnipeg Jets Weekly, I'll be back here next Monday to recap the games that happen and preview the upcoming schedule for the Jets heading into the All-Star break. It's a really fun part of the schedule coming up, so I'm excited to break those down. I'll see you guys next Monday. Have a great week, everyone.